Hello, everybody, and welcome to Boss Rush's Xbox podcast, Arsenal X. I'm here with that retro code, Edward Varnell. How's it going, Ed? It's going good. Uh, who are you? <laughs> Just in case we even know. <laughs> oh, I. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm the host, Jesse Douglas. <laughs> Completely forgot to do that because I'm still like, not used to this. <laughs> this is like, who's the right dude? <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, we're here for Ed. <laughs> we're, no, we're everyone too. We're here to discuss but, yeah. all things Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, you know, there's there is kind of something big that you know we've we've been knowing about happening, but is finally finished. That's happened recently. Recently, yes. that we'll talk about. And then been... I, I got a little fun topic thing that that I came up with because honestly, there you know, not too much too much more to talk about this week. It's kind of the big thing. So, but. But yeah, so how's how's your weekend going? How are you doing? I am doing good. There's been some ups and downs. Uh, been a lot of change, and most of the ups, most of the ups have been video game related, definitely with the news and just talking to various people. Uh, some of the down stuff has been like real life things that haven't affected me, but people around me, and so mm-hmm. um. It's been last week has been kind of like a mixed week, and definitely uh, with our new writing team that we're still building at Boss Rush, uh, learning stuff, talking about things, getting you know mm-hmm. work things out. Um, it, it's been kind of a crazy last week, <laughs> I, I definitely mm-hmm. would say. But overall, I am elated and excited uh, for the things to come. Uh, you know, playing some Nintendo stuff, uh, playing some Sony stuff. Um, getting ready to watch the Monster Hunter movie tonight. Uh, I brought the 4K Ooh. edition. Yeah, I brought the 4K nice. edition. And uh, Lara, who is host of Crossroads, uh, he said that it was a fun popcorn movie. So I got my snacks and everything ready to go. I just got to bring some, get some drinks tonight from work. Um, and then I'm going to pop it in, put my headset on, and watch it. You, know, I kind of learned that... Uh, this is the Wii thing, and the only reason I connected to Nintendo was because when I first started Netflix, I only was watching Netflix on Wii, and okay. for movies and stuff, because yeah. like it was so easy. And I think when Netflix started off, I mean, it was kind of getting popular. I don't know if it was me and Jesse. I don't know if it was you, but Netflix on Wii kind of made them popular, and I think that's when they hit like 360 and PS3 that everybody started streaming movies. And everything. Mm-hmm. Reason I connected this to Xbox is anytime I buy a movie or watch a movie, I'm always doing it on Xbox. I will rent yeah. one on. I will always. I will rent one for PlayStation if I need to. But now I pop everything in my Xbox for movie related and watch it because I still I still buy movies. Um, if yeah. I'm stream, if I'm streaming a movie and it's weird, if I'm streaming a movie, I'll stream it on PlayStation. But if I'm doing something on Hulu, I do it through Switch. And it's mm-hmm. weird, like, I have, I mean, and I have my Netflix in my in Hulu, also my Xbox. But I'm just like, you know, I have a Slim still, and it has the Ultra 4K on it. So I could watch movies now in the Ultra 4K on my, on my TV. And it's just like, putting that headset on, a really good headset on Microsoft, 
mm-hmm. is wonders. It it does wonders for me because I don't feel yeah. like I I don't feel like dealing with PlayStation because I think sometimes I think with PlayStation you have to be online to sometimes watch some of the movies. Xbox, you pop it in and you good to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when you're watching a DVD or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I uh, I do buy a lot of movies, but I buy them digitally through the Xbox Store. Yeah. Just because, um, like if I, like what I what I basically do is, you know, Xbox always has really good deals on mm-hmm. um on movies where you can get movies for like four or five bucks. Uh, you know, to buy it, you know, not just rent it to buy it for that much. And so what I what I basically did is I've been trying to um, uh, rebuy my my DVD collection that I have. Yeah. But but like older movies and all that stuff that are harder to find and like the ones that aren't aren't on uh, streaming services. So basically, you know, like if it's on a streaming service or something, I won't buy it until the, you know, I know if that, you know, that movie's going to go off of the streaming service, then I'll buy it. But yeah, I, I basically like, I, I trying to like, eventually I'd like to one day be able to have my whole collection of movies that I have just all digitally. And uh, I'm just slowly buying them when they're on sale, like one at a time. Or even, you know, I've bought some movies that that I that I've always wanted, but I, you know, never got that were cheap that were on sale as well. Like, uh, um, I I bought the the Phantasm movies, and ah, yes. um, I bought like a lot of horror i have a lot of horror movies on my on my digital collection because that's <laughs> you know that's my favorite so i've got a whole bunch of those like original stuff like you know i want to get like the hellraiser movies and uh uh you know stuff like that as well that i like the master of puppets and that's the things. series i still need to watch the hellraiser series and i love oh, master uh, yeah puppet master is good but yeah, because I think I have like already like ninety or eighty movies in my my digital collection through Xbox, mm-hmm. through the Xbox uh, store. Um, and then what's nice is you know not all of them. I wish all of them, um, but a good chunk of my movies. Then you know I can watch uh, through the the movies anywhere app that yeah. I buy through the Microsoft Store. You can watch them through that. I really wish that they would have did a, a full-on partnership, where or or just Microsoft did their own app where you could watch any of your movies that you bought on your mm-hmm. on your store. You could watch through the app, but I'm sure there's some kind of streaming legal issue there that they that they they can't do that for whatever reason. Probably I don't know. Lic- I don't. Probably licensing. Yeah, because, I mean, it's weird, because if you think about it, like, I can play those movies on an Xbox, I can play them on a computer, I can, you know, but but you can't have that 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 Microsoft Store app on, mm-hmm. on or, you know, like, video app on, a, on just your phone or something, it doesn't make sense, like, I, I don't know, yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of legality to it that, 
yeah. that makes it so they can't do it. But, but it is it is what it is. I mean, I'm not most times I'm not going to be watching those kind of movies on my phone or whatever. Anyways, I'm going to be watching it on my nice 4K screen and you know with with some good headphones on anyway in the yeah. morning. So it, it's so it, it it is what it is. It surprises me as gamers, uh, and if you just that sometimes the stuff that we want for things to happen, we don't mm-hmm. know the behind the scenes stuff that has to happen to even get there. And I think if the community actually, because yes, we some people get on Nintendo, some people get on Microsoft, some people get on uh, Sony, but I'm like, if you actually work for these companies and you see all the stuff that they have got to get through to get something on so they could meet like uh so they can show the public what they have in store i think a lot of people will lose their mind a lot of people will be ready to quit a lot of people i think sometimes don't under just understand the stress and the concern mm-hmm. that comes with all of this stuff so you so as a gaming community we could say all of this stuff but once you start working into this industry like literally working into stuff you would never understand uh, the, the the behind the scenes stuff that leads up to it and everything. Yeah. Even as even as podcasters and writers and stuff, with like, I, me and Corey was talking about this, and it was just like when we get comments or when people say something, whether it's positive or negative, we always you know we take it in. We'll probably discuss it among each other, but we'll we'll you know take notice of it. And I think it, and this is probably for any content creator, is that when you kind of get negative uh, opinions from or viewpoints from a lot of people who just watch, they don't understand the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And if they knew everything that went on to get stuff going, they would be like, I can't believe you guys do this much just to do, just to, to produce a show and be able to get all of this out. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't a lot of people don't realize that it takes a lot to do. Even if you're not on the production side, you got to be able to come yeah, you got to be able to come and present not only just your opinion, but you got to be a little bit more professional and respectable about it because you are not part of the product or anything, but when you're on a show or stuff like that, you got to show that um you gotta show some not, not restraint. You gotta show some respect among your peers. And there's people who mm-hmm. have like kind of like attitude problems and anger man not anger management and who can easily get a man anger and emotional stuff. Uh, and you <laughs> gotta and you gotta realize that uh, to like hold it down, like hold back and stuff. Um, you kind of gotta show that. And I think a lot of people just don't know that. Um, you know, and then it's the editing process. It's getting the music, it's getting the clips in, setting everything up, the writing, the descriptions. And there's just so much to get out there that if you were in, if you were doing a lot of stuff, like if you were doing a lot of editing and producing and stuff, you would understand the trials that go with it. If you are a viewer, you would never understand that all that stuff goes in because you're a viewer, you're a, you're a fan, or you're just someone who wants to listen to something to fill the void, you know. And mm-hmm. your response, and we don't we we don't always 
ask for, give us positive reviews and stuff. All we just care care for is that if you're going to give us an opinion, and if it's if it's going to be a negative opinion, for a lot of us, we just want us to be respectable. You know, you just yeah, can't productive, say you, productive yeah. criticism. You know, like yeah. it's it, when you're anytime you're doing something, you know, that's for you know that's obviously for other people. You know, like we we understand that it's you know the way we do things isn't always going to be for everyone, and you know there might be better you know better ways. Like I mean, I just started, you know, hosting the show, so like it's it's I'm you know way far away from what you or Corey is as far as hosting stuff because I just don't have the, you know, I just haven't done it. I haven't done it enough and. You know, so I understand it's, you know, I'm going to, it's going to suck for a little while. I'm not going to be the the greatest at it, but, but, you know, like I'm, I've, I've got to just learn, learn things and yeah. And it's, you know, like, as, like you said, it's one thing to, to, to be, you know, have productive criticism and, you know, like be saying something that, you know, could be perceived as being negative mm. for a good reason. It's not. It's not that you're saying it because because you're trying you're trying to be you know a jerk or anything. You're just saying it because you want you want to help make things better or whatever. Right. You know, like yeah. So there's a yeah. difference, but yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely uh you know a learning process. All of it. Yeah. So. And and yeah, cause we, like me and Corey, we we tell our hosts like we we don't give no no opinions, no feedback to you whatsoever. You you do what you need to do because I think that's with me and Corey hosting years back, and even before I met Corey doing optional opinion, just audio stuff. Like I've never hosted my own show. I've never hosted anything. You know I. I was shocked to even uh, be the MC at a church program. It's just like, okay, what what to do? Because sometimes you have to improv. You have to, but as something goes wrong, you have to fill in the space and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it it literally took me years. I didn't really get that much feedback or anything about hosting shows and everything. I just mm-hmm. I had to go in. I had to make sure that there was a great flow and that everybody just has fun and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah. There's more to that, but I'm like, it took me years to build up. No one is going to be perfect doing anything when they start out. Mm-mm. You are going to make your stumbles. You're supposed to make stumbles because you'll be like, okay, I can make this better. I can make that better. I can make this better. I can work on this. And then when you start getting the flow of things, you're good to go. I just think that when be kind to one another <laughs> once again, mm-hmm. you know, I, I be kind to the people who are making games. Be kind to the people who are behind the scenes trying to get stuff together with contracts and everything. Um, and just like, you know, when things come, they'll come. When they won't come, mm-hmm. and look, if it don't happen, it don't happen. Don't get mad. There's a lot of content out there for everybody. Well, yeah, and like, you know, and even when we're, you know, like when we're talking about stuff, and, you know, like sometimes, like, uh, you know, I know I've done it plenty of times in the past. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get on something, you know, if I'm not really, not really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and and sometimes sometimes I I can maybe be a, a little bit overly, um, you know, negative or or critical of something, but you know, like I, a lot of the times when when there's it seems like there's a passionate like passion <laughs> behind me being overly overly criticism about something, yeah. it's because I wanted I wanted something better of it, and and I get it, and you know, and I. And the thing is, is like, just, you know, to anyone listening, don't take me seriously. I am, I am no one but me, myself, and everyone's, you know, like, ideas of what games are good and, or what movies are good or, you know, that's, that all depends on you. Like, I mean, Ultimately, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is how you feel about something. Yeah. You know, like, I I mean, we talk about this because it's fun for us and it's, you know, it's a conversation. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people I listen to, podcasts, shows I listen to that don't feel, you know, the way that I do about most things. But, you know, that it's, it is what it is. So I... You know, I don't take that. I don't take stuff too seriously. You know, because ultimately, your your opinion is your own, and and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good someone thinks something is or how bad someone some someone thinks something mm-hmm. is. It's you know, it's it it doesn't it doesn't matter to, to your likes at the end of the day, because you might end up liking something that's you know got like a a three out of 10, you know, like mm-hmm. a game. Like I know plenty of times I've uh, like, if I was to, if I was to pay attention to the critics when it comes to movies or games and stuff like that, some of my favorite things that I've ever watched, I probably wouldn't have watched if I would go by, by what, what ratings say, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you know, like look at, look at even like Far Cry 5. Like Far Cry Five, like it seemed like the majority of people didn't really think that that was that great of a game. Like you know, everyone tried comparing it to Four and said you know Four was so much better and you know and blah 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 and the story was awful and you know and this and that. But honestly, like look, it ended up being my game of the year. Like I I thought it and I tried going back and playing four and I couldn't even finish four because I didn't think it was nearly as good, you know, as far as mechanics and everything go. So, mm-hmm. you know, like it, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, like you can be critical about things and stuff like that. And, and I welcome, I welcome criticism, but yeah, you, you know, like there's already too much negativity in the world. We don't need to, you know, make something we enjoy doing uh, a host for negativity as well. So yeah, and and I know I could be critical. Yeah, of talk, well, talk about criticism, and I know that like everybody just think that Nintendo can't do no wrong in my eyes and stuff. And it's not always that. I'm like, I always say that okay, we're making these these over all your Nintendo, but you're letting it to the Japan. You're letting it to the America because Japan are making the, the decisions. America is only bringing out the information over that all the Japanese are doing for that, for that to be happening. Um, I think that a lot of people, it, it's one of the, I think me and LeBron was talking about this. 
a lot of the people who are Westerners, I think, still don't understand how Japanese business is done. You know, we want to transfer their business to everything American. You know, and mm-hmm. it feels like Sony is. Sony is the middle ground because Sony understands the Japanese and American business. Although they've, although they've ducked out now, basically out of the, like practically ducked out of the Japanese business, like on their end, they just basically are, like, hey, Square Enix, you know, bring, bring Final Fantasy over to us, you know, day yeah. one, and you know, exclusively, we're not going to really do much, you know, in Japan anymore. They're American studios are basically all they have now like they they don't really do anything in japan anymore because they're they're not big there either i mean there there's no beating nintendo well well, when it comes and this is more of a first party thing yes uh because Mm -hmm. yeah first uh, party that's what i mean yeah uh yeah because uh and no still with square enix because the thing about it is a third party feel our japanese fans and american fans for our first party mm-hmm. stuff, we're gonna do UK. Some people in the UK, some indies, and first party. Japan, yeah. we just if we have any studios, you guys are gonna support them and, and call it a mm-hmm. day. Um, besides maybe Kojima, Kojima might be the only one uh, with Kojima Productions. Uh, other than that, yeah, like Sony is the middle ground. Microsoft is so Western um, that. When we we don't even think about Japan and Microsoft together. Like, yeah, we could joke about how they're not doing sales and stuff, but we know that Microsoft is a well-focused company here in the rest of the market. Nintendo, even though it is Japanese, even though it is heavily known in the East, it still has a presence in um, here in the West, in, in like the UK and Australia. The thing about mm-hmm. it is everybody have their different business plans and everybody wants something from Nintendo so much uh, that it's kind of hard to be like, well, why get, do you guys want the same thing from Microsoft and Sony? Because, and, and this is not the, not talking about their online functionality or anything like that. You know, a lot of people just like, we want our Metroid, we want our Breath of the Wild, we want, we want all of this. And it's just like, you have to wait. You literally have to wait. The same way that we're waiting for Sony, the same way we're waiting for Microsoft with a lot of their stuff, you guys have to wait. And it, it, it's so weird that the, the the company that people are still yelling at and comp- not complaining, but still have opinions about, is the company that you're still supporting, still waiting for, and everything. Uh, and <laughs> where it's just like you you know you got two of the most powerful systems console-wise out and everything. And yes, for some people, you can't play them because you can't buy them in a sense. Mm. Uh, but it's just like, uh, you got to, like, you literally got to wait for stuff. And like, and there are there are stuff for Switch, just stuff for Xbox, just stuff for PlayStation. Really, like, just go out and play all the stuff that is on there that you can still gather. And when it's time for that stuff to come out, it'll come out. Yeah, like, you know, like people complaining about there not being any games for Xbox or not being, you know, not really being any games for for the PS5, you know, or Series X, I should say, or the PS5. But any game that's coming out right now is technically, a, you know, that's coming out for those consoles is a game mm-hmm. that can be played on there. Like, yes, it's it's not first party, but... 
Like, you can't say there's nothing to play. There is things to play. It's just they're not what you want. And if, you know, if that's it's two different things, you know, like there's plenty of stuff coming out this year that I want to play on the Series X. Yes. Like, I, you know, there's, you know, Biomutant. There's, you oh, know, I cannot wait for that gay. I know, like, I mean, they're, you know, like, obviously, later Halo and, and Flight Simulator, and, you know, like, there's a, there's a whole bunch of games that are coming out. Yes, not all of them are first-party games, but yeah. there's plenty of games coming out this year that I really want. Resident Evil, um, you know, the, the, um, the Back for Blood, the, um, the Aliens game, the, you know, like, there's, the I mean, there's yeah. so many... There's so many things to look forward to. And yeah, maybe they might not be, you know, Series X enhanced day one, but I'm still playing them on the Series X. I'm still using my console. Like, it, yeah. like there, it, it doesn't matter what resolution it's playing it at. I'm still using my console. And I'm I, still glad I have my console to play those games, you know, like. I don't I don't quite understand, you know, the the people who are, you know, just being overly um disappointed, you know, but cuz I just it's, it's, it's I, I've it's, always said first party games, I'm I know I I understand I am not in the norm when it comes to first party games. Mm-hmm. Like Xbox has always really had the things that I care the most about. But at the same time, at the end of the year, the majority of games, no matter what console it is, the majority of the games that I end up playing on that console are third, third party. party, are indie, are whatever. So, like, I just, there's plenty of stuff to play. And, and, and you, can't, you can't just rely on first party anyways. And this might you know? mean it's... This might lead into our Bethesda discussion. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Jesse, yeah. for, the, for the. Is that. I, I know we were talking on Boss Rush about, you know, Bethesda and, and, and exclusivity yeah. and what does this mean for Sony and Nintendo. And I think we all kind of agree that Nintendo Sony is going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. but there's. Definitely for Bethesda and Nintendo, I, I definitely would say this is their first time working together to have games on their systems. Bethesda has never supported Nintendo in the long run that mm-hmm. I know of. Yes, they've mm-hmm. definitely been supporting Sony and everything. Definitely, I think, started with PlayStation 3. Uh, I think same way with 360. Well, no. three No, Xbox One. No, the original Xbox had more wins. So that's when Bethesda kind of started getting, getting their footing into console. Uh, but, like, like Nintendo, Nintendo and Bethesda... Uh, or Zenimax, I think are are fine. You know, yeah. We got a couple of games, and if they want to bring something else, they can. I think Nintendo was Nintendo was just happy to be like, hey, thank you guys for supporting us for putting your st- your games on our platform, and they seen a reward for that. If they don't get yeah. no more, I'm like, do you not? I'm like, Nintendo has a now considering Bethesda as a first party uh first party comp uh first party developer. Microsoft, you mm-hmm. know that Nintendo's first party party is still stronger than Bethesda all day long. <laughs> we got you can argue up and down all you want to. 
what Game of Bethesda is, is doing 32 or or some million like Animal Crossing in <laughs> New Horizons? I don't think many has. So Nintendo Ooh, is. Uh, I don't know. For 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 Bethesda first party, what game has actually hit 16 plus million copies? Oh, and don't forget one system. <laughs> Bethesda has always when they now that they're first now well, that they're see, first yeah time. well yeah but I mean you, you know like oh not just using he, not just using it as an example I'm not saying that well I think I well I don't have numbers in front of me but I would be willing to say that that it easily did that much or if not more on PC like some of the Elder Scrolls games. Well, probably so. Like and, and... like um because like the Elder Scrolls Online I. I think they had like what was it like? I forget what they said. Wasn't it like eighteen million uh, people playing it, or I don't. Probably. So like the more than that would have it, you know. Obviously the mm-hmm. the game, but I don't know. But you know, like that's also a massive MMO game. So it's yeah. I mean, it's I I don't know. Like I yeah. It was, we no, just we'll just move away from the whole Nintendo <laughs> stuff and just, all that anyway. But, well, but, but like talking to in assist of first party, like yeah. I think you know Nintendo has stronger first party, so that's why I'm saying they're not worried about Bethesda. You know, I think they still support Bethesda if they want to bring some games in because Nintendo's not comp- not competing with Bethesda. I think Nintendo is just like. At at the time before all of this happened, Nintendo was just happy to have some titles for them. Same with Sony. Sony has has done record well, sales numbers. Well, oh, we you, well you don't we don't even have to pick we don't even have to pick platforms when we're talking about this honestly mm-hmm. because because in reality third party third party games in general you're 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 not competing with third parties in general. That's just kind of the like when you're when you make it when you have a console like the Xbox, you want third party games to be on your your console so there's multi mm-hmm. you know, so there's plenty of stuff to play when you're not coming out with first party. So you're not really ever competing with third with with third party because so, you need so funny, you need so you need third party just as much as you need first party. So f- it's so funny that you mentioned that because why is Nintendo the only one that people always say that they're the only ones that's competing with third party? Is it never Sony or Microsoft? And Nintendo isn't trying to compete with third party. Everybody's no, just like no to, one competes with third party. There's no reason always, to. You have to every, have them there. Every there are some people reasoning that Nintendo first party is trying to compete with third, and I've never understand why. I agree with you. No one is. None of the first party. None of the companies are trying to compete with third party. Third party people want them to come to their that console, but it's always saying that Nintendo is always doing it, and it's just like I know this is an Xbox show, not Nintendo, blah blah. But it's just like Nintendo has never tried to compete with anybody. They are yes, their first party is to to support their platform because you want games to support the platform. But they're not. They're not trying to compete with anything. Are they? Well, trying, no are, one's. No one's making. No one's making the kind of. You know. No one's trying to make those, like you know, strong, like family friendly. You yeah. know, like uh, uh, you know, IP that Nintendo is doing. So there really is no one for them to compete with. Right. Anyways, because you know, no one's really trying to do that. 
you know, micro, Microsoft and and um, and PlayStation, you know, like they've they've there's always been that rival there because they're the consoles that are most similar to one another. And so, like, you know, their first parties are going to try to rival PlayStation's first parties and back and forth. But yeah, you never, no one ever competes with third party because one, I'll be honest, I I think a lot of times, no matter how great a first party game is, Mm -hmm. I'm always going to find a third party game that I probably like better um, in some form of way. But, but that's besides the point. I think it's just, there's no, there's no reason for anyone to compete with a third party because they're. They're looked at as being neutral. You know, they're they're not they're not an ally. They're not an enemy. They're just a neutral. It's a neutral thing. You know. Right, and you would you would literally think that if anyone was going to compete with third party, it would be Microsoft and Sony because they have that power. They have those designers. They have that talent that should rival Activision and EA and stuff like that. But then it was just like, no, Mario Party is rivaling. Mad it like that doesn't yeah. make no kind of sense, well, you know? Like yeah, because yeah, I don't, I, yeah, and I think I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, there is a there is a need for these companies to try to make their first party games be yes. the best, the best game, you know, that run the best on the hardware that they made. Yes, you know, obviously they're going to try to try to make their games outperform most times third party games as far as using the hardware um but but outside of that yeah there really is no competition it's more it's more of just yeah everyone nintendo playstation xbox when it comes to first party they're doing their thing and whatever you know third party releases and it comes on their console they're they're glad to welcome it there because they need more than anything, they need that third-party support. You know, like yeah. Nintendo's Wii U and stuff like that was a perfect example of how, like, and like, you know, like they ha- all they had was their first party. They didn't have third party, and that's why the Wii U didn't sell very well. And you know that that's a power block discussion that's going to be happening in a couple of weeks because yeah, it's because just quickly about that. It, it it fell on deaf ears. It's a deaf ear situation with that one. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it at that. We'll talk about that on Pop yeah. Uh, yeah. I think with Bethesda and Microsoft, I'm like we know that Microsoft does have a good, have a decent right now first party. Uh, you know, first party uh, lineup uh-huh. of games. I think Bethesda is well, Zenimax in general is going to up it and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. right now we're gonna. Microsoft's first party is going to take more recognition, recognition, uh, recognizing, also, yeah. Uh, yeah, recognition. recognition, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Um, and I think that's what is a, that's what is important. I don't think it's so much, but that's a hidden game pass, whatever. You know. Well, I mean okay. that that is important. That is important is, for them because it is because it, that it, service is is much more important uh, to Microsoft. You know, yeah, it's much more. Um, like you know gonna catch people's eyes if they see those big games you know those big bethesda which games is the rec- there, which, so. which is yeah yeah which is the recognition you know you want people yeah. to be like oh microsoft got some really nice first party games oh they're coming out with a strong first party lineup 
okay, yeah, now they're ready to play. Now they're ready to be on the battlefield. Because right for Microsoft right now, with their first party, at, at least needs to have two games in any kind of game on the list, game of the year categories. I don't care what category that they fall on, they need that. And if Zenimax can help them uh, and their other studios get get to that level of getting some kind of, getting that on there, then, you know, we know that they are bringing it, that they're going to have strong yeah. quality of games coming on. Because the thing... Because the thing about it is, of course, we're doing our own Game of the Year uh, show, like, later on in the year. Um, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Which that is going to be a... It's going to be a weird year, though. I mean, because... This year is just a really weird year. Like I said, there's going to be plenty of good games coming out this year. But I I do think that this year is going to... Is a really good year for um some of these indie games and stuff to really get get some some really good chances I, at at winning winning I, some awards this year i i'm going to tell you i don't know how what, what microsoft or sony is really doing like this summer but nintendo sorry for bringing nintendo up Nits, we're if we're doing a show like uh, uh for nintendo like in a couple of weeks of all the games that's coming nintendo got summer locked up badly and if if Microsoft could get those so same indie games, almost like Nintendo, maybe even PlayStation, if they could get that locked up too, it's going to be phenomenal. Whether they put it on Game Pass or not, it's going to be like, look, we need to talk about these games on Xbox now because yes, Nintendo will already have that stuff, but we need people to double dip, and we need them to double dip on our platform. So Microsoft got, I I literally believe that a hey, Microsoft is so. Uh, it's not inside Xbox, but uh, uh, ID Xbox or something. Uh, for the indie oh, stuff. yeah, 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 that's yeah, ID Xbox, yeah, ID, ID Xbox. Xbox. They need to highlight stuff this summer, like, they really need to get into that indie space. Well, think about... Oh, go ahead, Jesse. I was just gonna say, well, they you know, the inside Xbox, like, they do an inside Xbox episode every week. Like, so, like, this, they do a This Week on Xbox, and every, every week they, they're, they, uh, basically showcase, um, indie games that are coming out or that are on the console already. Uh-huh. So, you know, like, that, that, uh, you know, they do do that, but, like, you know, like, you've just, you've just gotta be in, in that, uh, you know, in, in that, um, space i guess like i i do watch those every once in a while you know i because i'm i'm subscribed to them on youtube and i follow you know follow it on on twitter and and all those kinds of things but yeah like if you if you're if you're like me and you you know like and and xbox is your main focus Mm -hmm. um you know you we do see a lot of that stuff uh through there but you know that's the thing is like it's it's you know it's not a showcase that's being done with you know all glitz and glamour like during uh you know like an E3 type thing. But they yes. are you know they are promoting that stuff every single week. They're promoting uh you know indie games and stuff like that and talking about new stuff that's coming out and like their their YouTube is just filled with you know trailers for new games and. You know, and all that stuff all the time. So, 
like if yeah if you're if you're interested in stuff that's coming out and you're you know mostly an xbox player i highly suggest you you uh follow their their youtube page and and you know watch watch that like this week on xbox and stuff like that because there's so much stuff there that they go over and you know talk about a lot of indie games especially if you're a a fan of indie games they mm. they do do a, they do try to get uh stuff out there i i think you know it's 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 unfortunately you know like we get like we even see it with our show right there's 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 a there's a group of people who who like to watch our show on youtube yeah and but the majority majority of people tend to like to listen to most podcasts yes audio only because then they can do that they can listen while they're doing other things well it's you know like when you've got so many mediums for for entertainment it's so easy nowadays for things to just get lost in the fray and so like things like that the that this week on xbox and all that stuff unless you're paying attention to those kind of things it's so easy to miss it yeah and and, you know that's that's why that's why e3 and things happen is because they're trying to push past you know push out push like ahead of everything and just try to be the main focus and you know this honestly this could be a whole a whole uh um topic in itself of just talking about why i think personally e3 needs to continue to happen in some form you know like we we need to get those games out in front of everything because it's too easy for things to get lost in the fray these days you know e3 is is it's always been important because it's the thing and this is not even for content creators or anything it like you said, it is the yeah, it's the, the top right. It's about the games, and it's the top way to get the word out about stuff that's coming or that's dropping. That's going to be surprised. That's going to make you look forward to what's coming in the following part of the year and for next year. You know, it's been where when it came to E3 back def- definitely back in the eighties and nineties. If you was going to mm-hmm. do anything with E3, you're unless you was there. To be at the show, you were reading about it the next month in uh, EGM mm-hmm. or GamePro because that's what I had yeah. to do. I couldn't make it at E3 as a kid. Now that yeah. it's it's more available to watch, I'm tuned into E3 because I want to see what everybody got to say. Now we, I could admit, and and Jesse and Corey could admit this too. Every time we've seen maybe the last two E3s of Bethesda, we have been like. What is this miss? We Ubisoft. Yeah. What is this? Like we have fit, been feeling bored. It's gonna be a whole different situation. Situation yeah. now, you know, and yeah. it's the same way that people got on Nintendo about doing digital, uh, digital presentation. That is the way now to do <laughs> most stuff in a sense. Well, and and you know, and like, you know, like we've we we've, we've been critical about about things the last couple of years Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i hope i'm pretty sure we've gotten the point across though at the same time that it doesn't surprise us i it didn't it doesn't surprise me that things have kind of been slow well i mean now because like with COVID affecting some things but 
Yeah. But it's always it's always a struggle at the end of a generation starting a new one mm-hmm. because so you've got to, you've got to make a split second decision. Am yeah. I going to make this for the old console or am I am I close enough or are we are we close enough to beginning this or are we too far along to try to make it for the new console you know and and make it ported to the old console or like there's a lot of decisions that have to be made you know in in those last couple of years of a generation because and, those developers already have a lot of times either dev kits or whatever for the new consoles mm-hmm. and you know and so there's a lot of things that that don't pan out as well because they're trying to trying to figure out whether they need to make it for the newer console or make it for the older console or you know like it, unfortunately those those first couple of years of a new generation it's just it's it basically just ends up being games that could have played on the last console but they just kind of change them and make them look a little bit better for the new console it it's not really ever using the hardware you know yeah, so it- and this is the first time of this actually ever happening. So you just like, and I agree with you. It, like you have to make a split second decision. There's, we've never experienced a new gener, a new console generation releasing in a pandemic. Like, yeah, no one, yeah. no one expected how all of this stuff would go. Yeah. So now that you know things are getting better, and there might be some normalcy coming in the future and everything. We'll see what happens at E3. Like the digital version of E3 for this year, everybody's going to yeah. be able to watch. If we miss it, you know, we could just click, tune in, and watch it. Yeah, and and I mean, I like you know, I've been saying, and you know, like I, I'm I'm still taking everything that we've gotten announced this year for this year. I'm still taking all of that with a grain of salt uh-huh. because. I I still think that there there could be a lot of stuff that we that we've been promised we're getting this year but just isn't going to happen. Like I still I still think that it's not too late for the ball to drop on some of the stuff that any of the consoles have announced that we're getting this year because it's you know I mean now the shots you know like vaccines are rolling out and everything but that still doesn't change the fact that a lot of places it's still hard to you know be in the same the same place at the same time so it's you know it's still going to change it's things are still going to be different this year you know it's not until like at least probably 2022 the end of 2022 that that we see things getting a little bit back to normal honestly and I know that that sucks to hear or to even have to think that we would have to do this for another year. But I mean, uh, you know, it, it, uh, you know, it's just, we're going to have to, it's a wait and see thing, but, but yeah, I, 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 this year has just kind of been crazy in a lot of ways. And, I'm, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited for E3. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. We jumped topic. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, while we're, 
Well, I'm, you know, and that, that goes for a lot of things, you know, like that includes the, like the Bethesda stuff and we can get back to that. But like, you know, now we basically, we basically have confirmation. I believe that Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive. And so I'm sure we'll probably see stuff about that. The C3, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, that, you know, the Microsoft teams that they already have are yes. working on that we haven't seen or heard anything about yet. They've basically told us that much that there's a whole bunch of, of, uh, games that are being worked on over there that they haven't even talked about or said, the, you know, said a peep about. So the, the I mean, there's, is the initiative doing, uh, preferred uh, dark. Who's the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there's but there's still a lot of stuff like they said that there's a lot of things in the in the pipeline that they haven't even talked about yet. So, you know, like I, you know, whether whether that's stuff that's just, you know, further out, I think it's going to be more along the lines of like uh, maybe either either bigger, bigger projects that, you know, that are maybe being worked on by smaller teams or whatever. I don't know. Like the, you know, we'll have to see, but, but yeah, like the, the Bethesda stuff, in my opinion, I've seen this too. Like I've seen people saying, you know, that, Oh, like that Microsoft is going to have to rely on Bethesda to now, you know, like make the good games and, and stuff like that. And I just don't think that that's true. I think, I think like their their studios, you know, have you know struggled the last couple of years to really get anything that's hard hitting out. I mean, other you know, like Flight Simulator. I mean, that game is like a masterpiece, and it's like a, you know, like it's doing something that has never been done before. You know, yes. like I mean, they they and the Forza games are always, in my opinion like 10 out of 10s, like every time, like we know that that those games are going to do great. And, you know, we're hoping that Halo is going to do good. I, you know, like we always talk about how we didn't like the story in five, but you put the story aside and just not focus on that. Halo five was, was a really, really good looking fun to play game. It just that story wasn't there, you know, right? So, yes. so if they can if they can nail that story down, like I I have no no you know worries whatsoever about how Halo the Halo Infinite's gonna look and stuff like that, and you know, and as far as like Fable and stuff goes, like you know, yeah, they, those guys may normally make Forza games. Mm-hmm. But if they put that that you know that effort and that that care and love into making Fable, I have no reason to worry about that game whatsoever. So like, there's a lot of amazing, passionate you know creators that are working for Microsoft already that I think ha- will do a great job of making games and yeah. the Bethesda acquisition is just going to give us more variety. That's how I look at it. I don't look at it as them needing them to be, to be, um, you know, to make good games. I think they already make good games 
It's just now we have more to choose from. You know? I think I just don't want them to fall into the the pit of making everything feel the same. I think definitely for me, I I mean, I understand they do a lot of first-person viewpoint of games and stuff, but I kind of would yeah. love to see what they could do with a third person, what they could do with a 2D or top-down stuff. Yeah. I think I would, I, I want to just make sure that if, along with the first party of the developers, I just really hope that we get a lot of diversity in uh not just subject matter, but diversity in our art, get diversity in our gameplay. Like, yeah. I really want, out of Microsoft, I want E through, uh, yes, I still want E through M stuff, but I don't want E stuff only just being Forza. I want, I really mm-hmm. want them to, like, with, with the developers, I really want them to go out and create something that we're only, because it shouldn't be just yeah. like E for Forza, and it shouldn't just be rare games getting that rating. I really want to see yeah. what an E-rated game look like from Zenimax. I, I, well, I really want them to mix it up if they can. Well, I, you know, and I'll and I'll say to you Ed, about that, just look at, look at Obsidian. The second mm-hmm. that they obsidian the second that they were uh acquired what it what's the first thing that they really wanted to do for a passion project they wanted to do uh do the grounded which i think is an amazing phenomenal um uh entry level type of that game that a kid can play and Mm -hmm. is you know it's it's and then and then the same for rare like when they were acquired by Rare, or Rare got acquired, we seen Sea of Thieves. Like Sea of Thieves is a really, really fun game that you can play with any age. You know, like yes, like I, I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't worry about that too much because I feel like Microsoft. If you look, if you really pay attention to what these these uh, teams that that have been acquired by Microsoft are doing, a lot of them are getting to do their passion projects. They're getting to to experiment with things that they're not used to or they want to try. And so I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to be any different with with the Bethesda stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, now now they're gonna they're gonna have basically a, a blank check to be like, hey you know what's something that you really want to do but you were worried you wouldn't be able to get funded guess what you can do it because at the end of the day if it's not the best game in the world who cares you got to try that you got to do something hopefully you figured out a new mechanic hopefully you know like it's going on game pass you're still going to get your money for it we're still you know you're still getting paid it is what it is, you know, like the, Microsoft wants those big games that are going to, you know, get the high ratings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they also want these teams to be able to do something that they're passionate about and that, you know, maybe they wanted to do, but they they never thought they would get the chance. Like, you know, like Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge was something that, you know, Ninja Theory had had like basically made like years ago but no one wanted to give them the shot to let them finish it and and just be able to say that they did it 
you yeah. know, like it, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't beloved by, by any means by everyone or anything like that. I don't think it was a bad game. I think it's just that, that genre and that, that area of gaming that they tried to step into is so dominant by the, by the contenders that are already there oh, that much. it, it just, it just, yeah, it just, it just wasn't, it was the wrong time. It was a bad time to bring that out. Had it been a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, when they initially wanted to make that game and release yeah. it, had it been then maybe a different story, but, right. but yeah, so, you know, but I mean, they got to do it at least like they can, they can feel, they can feel good that, okay. Yeah. Maybe it was, it didn't do great, but you know what? We still got to do it and got to get it out of the way so we can free our minds and start thinking of new ideas that we want to do, and you I know, think, and, and I- I think we'll have when we had the discussion of new IPs coming to Xbox. Um, I think that's going to be one of the points that they can rely on that backing. And I know that's been talked a lot and stuff, but I'm just like when you actually think of new IPs and for any kind of console or even PC, depending on who the publish publisher is, it's a risk and it's a fight to see if it will be able to have that chance we now know that with microsoft and i hope they stay committed to it that if microsoft believes that hey if you guys want to try stuff let us know pictures a great idea with a story and gameplay show us some ideas here you go go make it yeah and, and i and i think you know like one thing that that is going to be cool you know that i don't i don't think we think enough about with with this acquisition is just think of all the talent now mm-hmm. all the all the talent that's that's under the Microsoft family and just just imagine like like you know the did you end up getting a chance to to watch that Bethesda I, I'm going to watch all? I'm going to watch it tonight uh, uh okay. when I get home like I said okay. er, yeah. <laughs> I I was telling Jesse everybody early like um, I got my second shot for the vaccine, and yeah. uh, the effects really kicked in, but they weren't bad. Uh, so I wasn't able to watch it after I got home. I fell into darkness, yeah. it's, aka yeah. I went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so. No. That, well, anyways, like you know, the the my point that I was gonna get at is in in that video, the one thing that they talk a lot about is is how much all those those um teams at bethesda um helped one another and they communicated with one another and then you had the heads of some of the teams communicating with phil spencer about stuff before they were even acquired you know for years now microsoft and bethesda had kind of you know behind the scenes been keeping in contact with one another and trying to help each other out with things so like now imagine like the people from 343 being able to you know communicate and talk with the people from Bethesda about things and share you know share secrets and mm-hmm. you know like and like ultimately have have chances to maybe you know like collaborate with one another and do things and you know like be able to help one another finish projects and and give ideas for projects. I just like, I think all that stuff is 
what what's most exciting to me about this yeah. you know acquisition is just the fact that you have now so much cool talent and so much great you know history all under one you know one family you know one house now that that can ultimately work together and and try to help one another out so it's yes. it's going to be fun and exciting so yeah i and uh, my Sixty slash seventy dollars will be waiting. I'm, I'm sorry, I I still I believe Game Pass is a great service. It's still not for me, <laughs> but I will spend yeah. that sixty slash seventy dollars to pick up their new titles and support them if I can. Yeah, yeah, and they and you know they still need that too. So of course, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So so I think we'll I think we'll move on to uh. To my my little topic thing that I was that I was talking about. Yes. And then we'll we'll wrap it up here after that because uh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of getting hungry. So. I gotta get ready for work. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So my my topic was is I I was you know it was kind of a mix of a couple of different things. We had the the uh, announcement of the amazing looking Ninja Turtles game coming out. Um, and you know, and, and I was kind of just looking online and I was seeing some of the people like, you know, getting down on the, uh, on the, the theme song for it and things like that. And, and if you don't know, like the, the, uh, the guy who sang the, the vocals for it was a lead singer for a band called Faith No More. Um, and uh yeah some people liked it some people loved it you know i i'm indifferent i you know faith no more is a is a great band but it's not it's not like among my bands that i would say that i listen to mm-hmm. you know like often or whatever it, you know that i'm just indifferent to it all but i thought it was perfectly fine but um but then that you know that kind of got me thinking like what like if i was to be able to you know, come up with an idea for a game and get to also like then pick, you know, what band or, or what singer I would like to be able to do the, uh, the soundtrack, you know, like what, what would I pick, you know, and, and what genre or what style of game would it be? So, so do you, uh, you want to go first? Yes. So, um, because we were speaking about Ninja Theory and Microsoft, mm-hmm. I kind of would love a country beat 'em up style game with uh, Alien Ant Farm doing the music. <laughs> I think as bunkers as that is, because I love Alien Ant Farm, I just love them so much. I could see them. Uh, Doing the thing and this and the soundtrack and everything. And it's just like farmers fighting like evil cows and pigs and stuff. <laughs> like it would <laughs> be the most bunkerous things, but I will put my money down on it. So Alien Ant Farm, the fighting game of something by my so, Ninja Theory. <laughs> yeah, so basically it would be like like uh, you know, like cause usually for uh for a zombie for a zombie movie to uh-huh. 
to really do well or a zombie game to do very well, you basically have to be in a city because in order to have tons of zombies, you need to be where there was tons of once was tons of people. So yes. instead, if, if it's out in the country, if you've got like zombie like or d- d- demented, weird like animals trying to attack you and stuff. Yeah, that that would be interesting. <laughs> that, yeah. It would be <laughs> it would definitely be a weird game. I'd have to I'd have to see see it. But yeah, that <laughs> I could imagine something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the is there, is there anything else you'd like to add to that or So, even though this is not considered as Microsoft, uh um Elite Beat Agents featuring uh Boys to Me. The current voice of man, and they just do cover songs, uh, and you know you just tap on it and stuff, and just think like they're they doing it, and just like hearing those smooth harmonies and stuff. I, yeah. I think that would be that would be so cool too. Or like yeah, or even like a thumper type kind of game like that. Yeah, yeah, I like I if you know me or you've been listening to the shows or or me talk about stuff long enough, you know that like I. I still just love those amplitude and frequency games. Uh-huh. Like I, I honestly, I really wish they would have did more of those kind of games. Yes, and you know, like because there was such there was such a long hiatus between when the when amplitude came out, the first the original one, and then the uh-huh. new one came out. And during that time, I, I I get it. They were doing the Guitar Hero games. But I kind of wish that they would have kept uh, kept a group of, of of teams working on amplitude games because, like you know, the amplitude games have always been more about the the DJ like the DJ or the techno remixes mm. of regular songs. So they could still do the Guitar Hero thing for when you know people who want to play the the song as it's as it's heard you know in its normal you know recorded format but but then had the you know the amplitude games for people like me who like to hear like dance mixes of of different songs and you know like the the um the mashup community you know between the original and that that new amplitude game the mashup community was massive there was so many yeah. people doing mashups they could have been capitalizing on that kind of stuff and making like their own mashups for yes. the amplitude games i mean like i mean now we're getting stuff like that with that the um oh the oh, crap. What is, fuser yeah yeah fuser now we're getting that kind of stuff through that but I mean, during that time, there they could have been making popping out games like that for years now, you know. And I think uh, they would have did well. But uh, Evanescence doing the Castlevania game, uh, Paramore. Oh, that, that I could definitely see an Evanescence Castlevania game. Yeah, uh, that I like that. I can definitely see. Uh, Paramore coming together to do Sunset Overdrive too. Dude, the, the music <laughs> is the artwork for Sunset yeah. Overdrive too. Well, yeah, that that's a sale for me. <laughs> but what about you, yeah. Jesse? Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, going back to your um your Castlevania, I would like to see 
I would I would like to see Evanescence, but I would like to see it a collaboration of like Evanescence with something a little bit more harder and go with like a oh. cradle of filth. Go with like a like a cradle of okay. filth. I, I need to hear I need to hear all of this. Go go because I'm excited now. Cradle yeah, like cradle of filth and evanescence doing a collaboration. You have the screaming, weird, witchy kind of sounds of Cradle uh-huh. of Filth, and then have the you know the like really good, you know, vocals of Evanescence kind of, you know, like like there's um like if you know a lot of screamo bands and stuff like that, they always have the guy who does the screaming, and then there's always though a guy that's really good at singing vocals. And they kind of almost mix it together, and so, sometimes it works. I think a lot of the times it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the screaming takes away from the the good harmonies and vocals. You know, the the more normal singing vocals. But I think if you do it right, a lot of the times it, it can mix. And I I would just like to see something like a really crazy mixture like that, though. Something like Cradle of Filth. And and Evanescence teaming up and doing uh doing a collaboration and doing doing it for a Castlevania type song or game. I think that would be cool. But um the other thing I was thinking of though too for me, like my game that because this weekend I was listening to like a bunch of like dog fashion disco and uh-huh. and uh and uh tub ring and like all these these like indie bands that a lot of people that are listening to this right now are probably like what is he talking about tub ring like that's what i get when i empty the dirty water out of my (laughs) tub you know but but yeah the um i so um dog fashion disco their their music basically is they take like a almost it's it's hard to explain but they they kind of they kind of take that uh like they've it's got a lot of like flutes and and you know like a lot of instruments going on but then they have a very very hard like heavy metal sound to their music as well Yes. But it's also but it's also got a mix of um of ska to it. So it's ska, but they've got like a lots of, of like other kind of instruments going on that aren't, you know, always in ska music. But they've also got the very, very hardcore like heavy metal guitars going on, and they've got the screaming and the you know, like, and it's very, like, a lot of their music is very dark. And so, like, my favorite album of dog fashion discos is called Adultery. And, and it's, a uh, it's, a uh, the whole album is telling a story. And, and you're kind of following this, like, there's like a, um, there's, you know, as it sounds like, there's adultery going on. And there's a there's a detective at one point that you're following, like where he's following to see what's going on, you know, because he's been hired to to spy on on the 
the wife or whatever because the you know the uh, you know there's cheating going on but at the same time while all this stuff is going on uh there's this there's this murder this psycho murder that goes around just killing and and he's a serial killer and he you know picks up people in his car and and you know like and and so this this woman is uh that's that's committing adultery ends up uh hooking up with the serial killer or or it's yeah or it's like uh yeah i think that's basically how it goes and then she ends up getting killed and then and and yeah and so it goes on this there's this crazy just like story that's kind of going throughout the the album and so it, it really made me think like because one of my favorite games that i really want the franchise to come back is the condemned series mm-hmm. you know the condemned games and so i would like to see a new condemned game with dog fashion disco kind of doing doing uh the the soundtrack to it and have it you know like because it have that it would have that darkness to it but but they could also you know like kind of going with the whole theme of the the detective trying to find the serial killer and you know, I think they could do a really cool, like, um, even like they could have it like where they do music for the, for the game, but then, but then also like have like a lot of their music shine during like cutscenes or mm. during the stuff where they're kind of getting to, to almost do the narration of the game, um, th- the way that they do it in their music. So like yeah I like I could see and they're they're like I said they're really good about just doing like all over the place their music can be you know just sound like classical like kind of like music you'd hear like at a at a fancy bar in the you know in the 40s or whatever kind of style like just the the jazzy kind of piano and 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 instrument kind of sound they can do and you know that noir kind of uh private eye type you know during that kind of days that jazzy kind of music that they had like they can do that they can do the really really hardcore dark you know metal stuff they can do the ska type upbeat but they're talking about really crazy dark stuff like yeah. they like one of their famous songs is pogo is called pogo the clown and the whole thing is them singing about, you know, like Pogo the Clown, the you know, the serial killer. And the whole thing is all super upbeat, but the the lyrics into it are everything are really super dark. And it's it's just such a it's such a cool like the way they do music is just so interesting. And I would just love to see them do do a soundtrack for a game. Like actually do do the beats of the story, do the, you know, get like really give them full freedom to be able to, to really narrate the story the way that they do and, and play the music when things Mm. are going on. I think it would be fun. I I got a game for you and I got kind of like two, two artists, uh, uh, and one is more of a shout out. So, um, Mark echoes getting up. Um, I think I would love like the chill hot producers, 
that's real YouTube to come. But uh, shout out to also I love Brandon. Um, hint, hint. I did a one v one with him. You guys will have to yeah. check it out. Uh, I would kind of love him to uh, sound, uh, produce a soundtrack for them. Uh, he does a great, like he produces great, like hip hop, jazz yeah. mixture of stuff. And so I yeah. would love for that to happen with like a Mark Echoes getting up like remaster or uh, follow up to that game. Um, I really, I kind of hope they re-release that game. I never got a chance to play it, but it was just like it was one of those things that uh, with Mark Echo, which just like Echo was big back in the early 2000s, uh, in the bit of the 90s, and yeah, we kind of didn't get the hip hop representation in gaming. So to see yeah. now, definitely with your hop being a big thing nowadays, I would love to see that come that game come back and get in that kind of treatment. So yeah, the chip hop producers and I love Brandon. I would love to see him uh, produce uh, the soundtrack to a game. You know what? Chill hop would I think chill hop would be like a really good um, choice too for doing like you know like the in world like music for for a lot of like platformers and stuff mm-hmm. like when you're you know how like in a lot of platformers you're, there's just kind of like a really you know catchy just kind of uh, easy listening kind of like tune in the background you know while you're playing through a through a level and i think yeah chill hop would be really good for that kind of stuff or like even like a beat 'em up you know kind of thing yeah. like where or not well maybe not so much a beat 'em up but like 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 a like a ratchet and clank or uh or uh um you know uh like though that kind of game, like where you're kind of just doing like stuff almost in an open world, or you know, or like Super Lucky's Tale kind of game, or yes, or like uh, or like a the a new Donkey Kong, you know, country type kind of game or something, you know, like those kind of games where you can have the music kind of going on in the background while you're playing the level. Yeah, that you know that would be a good because. I don't know. Maybe it exists somewhere where we've got something like that, but I want to say that I, we haven't really gotten something like that. So, uh, my but. last my last game is gonna be so weird. Uh, I can see Michael Bublé doing a uh, jazz album for the Mario Brothers, like <laughs> like do a Paper Mario uh, with him just doing jazz bits and stuff. <laughs> like I think I. I'm sorry, everybody, if I'm coming with these wacky ideas, but like I could see that happening and everything. I would, uh, I would just because of a skit. There's a couple of skits that he did on on the Tim and Eric show, uh-huh. uh, the the Tim and Eric's awesome show, uh, comedy show or whatever. Um, Josh Groban uh, was yeah. on, was on that, and and like he. He did a really good job of just doing like goofy ass songs, but trying to sing them uh, like seriously. Uh-huh. And so, like, I could see him doing like a you know like a a fun goofy kind of game where he where he could like sing songs in it and stuff, or even play a character like the character, uh, um, you know, voiceover for a character, like a, a funny character that sings or something like yeah there i that would be kind of fun because i i just like him as a dude like i think he's funny he's super funny and and like you know like 
whatever you know about his music whether you like it or not like he's just super talented and really good at that like really yes. really powerful voice singing stuff you know and uh yeah it yeah he that would be interesting but i'm yeah there i would i would personally like i i would love to see like a um like a sci-fi kind of uh action game as well and this will be my last one and we'll we'll wrap up the show here but i would like to see uh like a sci-fi um like or even something like an aliens game you know something like that but um have like one of my all-time favorite metal bands uh fear factory uh doing doing a soundtrack for them um they one of their songs was on was on uh frequency the very first yeah. game that they released before amplitude yeah um and and they had a really cool they they've got some really good a really good album where where they had all different kinds of um DJs uh do like dance and techno remixes of their full entire album and and uh it sounds really cool but like i could see them doing something like that and and be like a like a you know action kind of game even like a near near automata type kind of game or something like with a with a really rocking like heavy metal uh industrial they're they're industrial metal which is like a mix of techno music with with heavy metal you know and so like i could see something like that with like a like a either a near automata game or or like a like i said like an aliens like type kind of like futuristic game something like that would be cool just having yes. them rock out rock out while i'm just shooting a whole bunch of aliens which a matter of fact i might that might just be what what i end up doing is when uh when that that aliens game comes out i'm just gonna be blasting <laughs> blasting fear factory while i while i'm shooting aliens <laughs> <laughs> right uh. so so yeah yeah that i just thought that would be kind of a it would be really neat if the if we if we ever did get to see where an actual band got to like help make a game like create the style of the game and get to do the music and soundtrack for it would be kind of cool yes you know just getting to see like what kind of crazy ideas they would come up with for a game you know that would mix with their talent of making music so yeah but, yeah how would you all right well that was a that was a good show what was like a little over an hour or something <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm ready to eat oh god uh, i'm, I'm ready to get dressed i might hit pop, i might hit uh kfc and get some i can't do Ooh, the uh yes. I can't, dude i can't do the nashville today i have to work <laughs> if, well, if kfc yeah. was open after work i'll get the nashville Nash one flavor so good like when i talk to you and about I'll it tell you and I can tell you right now, it is still to this day the best tasting Nashville hot thing that I've had. And I've I, had I, I've had at least three or four different things so far. 
plus uh last night me and the wife uh we went out and we were trying to look around and try to find what kind of stove and all those kind of fun stuff uh that we're gonna get because every all of our appliances in our kitchen are, are garbage right now so they all need to be replaced including our dishwasher now uh-huh. everything so yeah, so that we we went and we were looking at the whole thing, but we afterwards we went to um, Buffalo Wild Wings for for dinner, and they have Nashville hot uh, chicken on their on their uh, their list of sauces now that you can get, and I'll be honest, it 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 basically just tasted like. You know, you know how you can buy the can, the can of uh, chili beans. Yeah. Where it's got like a chili, like literally tastes like it's like chili sauce inside with just beans. Yes. It it almost tasted like they literally just took the sauce from the the chili beans can and they just poured it over the top of the wings, like it just tasted like chili. I don't like I I've noticed that like Nashville the Nashville hot chicken. Yes. Every single time I've tried it is a completely different taste with every single thing I've tried. There is no there is no like quintessential Nashville hot flavor apparently. So, yeah, so so far still KFC's Nashville see. hot flavoring has still been by far my favorite. So, yeah, see, like I said, if they were op- if they were open at the work, I would get it because yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so yeah. so good. So yeah, yeah. So all right, uh, where can where can we find you, Ed? Where 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 can people go to see uh, what you're putting out there? You guys can find me at Twitter at that retro code. Come check out Nintendo Power Block on Mondays, seven thirty, eight thirty. Uh, PM. Uh, when you guys, uh, by the time you guys see this episode, we have had our uh quiz show featuring our elite block agents. Um, this time it's going to be Laurent from Crossroads, uh, Galatrad, and David. They are are my contestants playing the game. Um, and you also can find me on Boss Rush Podcast. You also can check out my writing and all of our writing on Boss Rush. Uh, games.com and if you want to be a part of our writing team hit us up on up at Bosch Rich Games uh, and we all also have a discord where you guys could be hitting up we're looking for a lot of writers so if you guys feel like you could come on and you want to write some great stuff for us then yeah come on we'll uh, we'll make sure that we'll get the link out and everything and the people that you could talk to but yeah that's where you can find me and um, optional opinion on SoundCloud and World War One podcast at uh poppy.com i'm going to be getting some more optional opinion uh episodes up uh i know it's been a long time but i have been a busy busy (laughs) person so there's new episodes coming up uh for it um yeah and uh you guys want to check out some of my own personal writing at boss rich games i have the top 10 limited edition hardware so do give it a read you would be surprised of the hardware that i chose and what we see the number one spots game boy it's gonna be game boy i bet Uh, you you actually (laughs) do to tell you the actual truth there's not a lot of nintendo on there there's more there's more oh I was, I was just joking, oh. anyways. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. The the original Nintendo is an amazing system. Dude, me and Corey was talking about the, the Halo. Game Boy, yeah. We was talking about the Halo Four Xbox 360 because I've never seen the Halo Four Xbox yeah. 360. 
Dude, that system looks amazing. That controller? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy bunkers. I think that was like, yeah. I'm like, where do I, I was shocked to see it. Didn't know nothing about it, but yeah, that thing is hot. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and you didn't really have a 360. You weren't paying attention to 360 too much during that time. So, I mean, Mm-mm. it's, it come, you know, it, it makes sense that you did, that you missed out on it. But yeah, right. yeah, they're, and, yeah, they had, the 360 was, was the, like, in my opinion, the king the king as far as when it came to uh, special editions. I mean, Xbox One had some really good ones too, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But like 360 is when it really started really? to step up about it, about the getting the special edition game consoles. I, I kind of said that Microsoft, when it comes to limited edition consoles, Microsoft is the best at it. Like, yeah, the, whatever, the, what, yeah, whatever their regular console is, the special editions make it better. Yeah, go yeah. read that list if you guys are interested. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's uh and like I was going to do this. I know it's kind of early even when this this episode comes out, but uh uh me and me and Ed, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because me and Ed got to sit down with uh, a podcast that I listened to and we did a 2v2 with them that that yes. will be coming up in in April and uh I know, I know. They uh, they were asking for information and stuff last night because they were they wanted to tease it a little bit. So it's not coming out until April, uh, unfortunately. But but uh, that's fine because we've got we've got a whole bunch of good one v ones and stuff coming up. I think the most recent one was Austin, I believe. Uh, so go check out his one v one. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's the the Stephen Kyle podcast. So if you, uh, they'll give I can give you a little heads up. You could go check out their show and and uh, the Stephen Kyle podcast and just kind of just check out and see see if you like it. And because uh, that was a fun episode that we got to record with them. So I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe even doing something with them again down the road. So because they, I believe the. Uh, the offer is there for if we any of us wanted to come and do something on their show. You know, yes. we had them on our show, but I think the offer is there if if we're willing to accept it that we could go on, uh, potentially go on their show. So we'll see. Well, you know, we'll see what that what comes of that. But yeah, as far as uh, where you can find me, you can find me obviously every week here on Arsenal X. And also most weeks on on Boss Rush, and uh, you can find me online as uh, Phantom NXS in most places. So, all right, let's throw up the X because <laughs> we're about to exit. <laughs> all right, bye everybody. <laughs>